back to Unclassical, where we will be diving right back in with Marsha telling us about Little Women. Yes, I'm Marsha. How little are they? How little? And I'm Katie. How little are, How are these women? How little are these women? Skrull? Yes, we are here today to go into uh, part two, and Katie has two guests with her. I do. I have my dog, Chucky, who is holding my paw right now because she's oh. uncomfortable about the addition of another dog, my partner's sister's dog. Uh, Beanie, who is curled up at the foot of, foot of the bed, being very good. And Chucky hates them. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. They're so little and they're so smooshy. And I love them so much. And I want them. And um, yeah. when can this lockdown they end so I can eat their faces? I want to squeeze them. <laughs> squeeze them so good. So, yeah, if Chucky looked at me terrified then. Like, please don't. Please don't squeeze me. So if there are exclamations of cuteness, now you guys know. So, uh, yeah, last week. Where did we get to last week? So we've met all the basic ca- uh, characters, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah. We've only very briefly met Laurie. Yeah. Yeah. Very briefly. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah, he came to bring the ice cream, didn't he? And then the mum was like, "Sucks to be you alone on Christmas. Cheers for the ice cream, bitch!" And shut the door. Bye. Bye, fucker. And uh, yeah. And um, Beth. Oh, yeah. Beth just brought down the whole mood of Christmas, being like, "Oh, father's probably really depressed and dying somewhere, and we're all here." Thanks, Beth. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. You ruined Christmas. Oh, there's a doggy. Oh, guys. I know you can't see, but she is looking right down the camera at me. Oh, she's walking across. You can probably hear on Katie's end, to be fair. There's probably movement on yeah. the mic. Oh. She's standing over the mic now. Oh, is this good for you? So if Katie is muffled for the rest of the show, you know. This is, this is the position she's decided to take. She's like, you will do a podcast about me, girls. Little women, how about little Chalky? <laughs> she's... She, she gets really jealous of the fact that there's another dog here at the moment. And you're she podcasting. Is not in... Yeah, she's not happy. No. So she's being like extra cuddly and affectionate, like, only love me. Only love okay, she swooped her off the microphone. <laughs> only love her. Okay, get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's cute. Right, so. Time has now passed as we get back into Little Women. And Meg is looking for Jo. Uh, jo is crying as she's reading a sad book. And uh, she's hanging out with this rat called Scrabble. And she's hanging out with him because uh, Scrabble doesn't mind it if she cries. So, um... um okay. It's just You're scary. All very normal. So Meg comes in looking for Jo. And uh, Scrabble runs away. Okay. <laughs> she's just like, okay. enjoying your time with the rat. You're so fucking weird. Are you... Were you just crying with a rat? <laughs> Can you imagine if I came in and saw you crying and then your rat friend ran away? Like, <laughs> you're really gross. Like, mate, we have the excuse of lockdown making us yeah. good. What do they have? <laughs> Civil what war. What the fuck have you got? Anyway, Meg says to Joe that they've both been invited to a dance at Mrs. Gardner's and apparently mm. it's quite the place to be. And uh, they're all talking about what they're going to wear. And Joe, so they've only got like one good dress to wear. <laughs> What's going on down Katie's end? Trying to, trying to subtly let the dog uh, out. Let the dog out. I can just see because she's trying to stay connected to the headphones, <laughs> stretching uncomfortably across the room. Anyway, yeah. Oh, come on, door handle. They're talking about what they're going to wear, and they've each only got like kind of one good dress to wear to things like this. So, um, so why is there a discussion? Obviously, we're going to wear our one nice dress. Well, you're, oh, I think Meg's kind of like, what should we wear? And Joe's like, our dress. They're, they're called something weird as well. I can't remember. But she's like, the, the, the dress we have. And she's like, oh, yeah, fair. But then Joe says that um, basically she has a tear and a burn in her dress. So um, Meg's like, well, you're just... What were you doing in your nice dress? I know, just being, being fucking Joe, being awful. And not being a nice young lady. <laughs> How dare you, Joe? You've ruined your lovely frock. Oh, have. So Meg says she'll have to sit down all evening so as to not show the be- burn and the tear. The burn and the tear. <laughs> the burn. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And also, apparently, they have to wear gloves. And Joe says she's also ruined her gloves with lemonade. They're all stained, so she'll just have to go without gloves. And Meg's like, absolutely not. You must have gloves or I won't go. Gloves are more important than anything else. You can't da- dance without them. And if you don't, I should be so mortified. One, you just told her well, not to dance. And I... Yeah, you just told me to sit down. All... You know what? It kind of sounds like you want to go and I might stay here. I might just stay here. Also, your gloves are more important than anything else. I think the dress might be mildly more important. I'm not just going to rock up I am going to go starkers, <laughs> but I'll borrow some gloves. I'll borrow some well-nice gloves. Is that what you want, Meg? So um, they kind of agree. She needs to sort out her priorities. <laughs> so Joe's like, um, 
uh, well, I'll just like scrunch them up in my hand. And uh, Meg's not too keen on this. And Joe's like, okay, well, give me one of your gloves and then we'll each wear one glove, but then have the other one scrunched up in our hand. So it gives the illusion of us both having nice gloves. And Meg's like, no, you'll stretch out my nice little glove. But if that isn't how, how um, sisters talk to each yeah. other, let me borrow yours. No, you're gross. <laughs> you're disgusting. And then Joe's just like, fine, whatever. And then she's like, oh, okay, yeah, you do need gloves, so wear it. But please don't stain it and do behave nicely. Don't put your hands behind you or stare or say Christopher Columbus, will you? What's wrong with Christopher Columbus? I was like, what if there's a topic of colonizers? <laughs> yeah you guys are meant to be the more progressive group i think it's it's obviously because it's like slang isn't it i just have like this image of them being at a dance and just hearing across the room christopher columbus oh joe (laughs) oh joe joe you and they call us the snowflake (laughs) generation (laughs) no say christopher columbus oh yes remember you may have the glove but take care of it remember this Anyway, uh... Joe, don't ruin Meg's nice glove. This is why you can't have nice things. Why you can't have nice things, Josephine? <laughs> so, Meg goes... Don't call her Josephine. She wants to be Joe. She's Josephine right Won't now. Won't have you. You can tell who her sister's like, she said you could borrow it if you took care of it, you little shit. <laughs> Meg, I want to. I want to. So Meg goes to formally accept the invitation, leaving Joe to finish her book, eat four apples, and have a game of romps with Scrabble. I always thought of romping as like I mean to be perfectly honest I always think of romping as humping but because that's what that's exactly what comes to mind but I think it's I've but my actual thought of it is like I think I read it in I think it's in Peter Pan yeah. um, at the beginning and Mrs. Darling comes in and like the kids are all playing like pirates and stuff yeah. and everything she goes oh how wildly we romp so I always thought it was kind of like playing but i always imagined it's kind of like rough and tumble yeah, kind of play like, fight playing play fighting in which case you're play fighting a rat it's really <laughs> fucking weird imagine coming in after seeing your sister crying with a rat <laughs> and then she's coming back in and <laughs> are you wrestling a rat is that the same rat that you were crying on <laughs> yeah what the fuck's wrong with you yeah like okay i know you don't want to hear this but it's coming from a place because i care about you you need to let the rat go. <laughs> Literally. You need to put Scrabble down. This is really... Come out. Go to the party. Meet people. Fuck's sake. Meet people. Can Scrabble's come? No. no. He doesn't have any gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and we need four for him. God, Joe. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid, Joe. <laughs> put Scrabble's down. He's already... Stop it, Joe. Stop it. He's already dead. He's already dead. Don't you know you can't play fight a rat? It's like a... Tenth of your size. Snap him in half, you shit. Uh, Fuck's sake, Joe, you can't do anything. You can't can't have anything, Joe. Fuck it, you ruin everything. Anyway. Can't even have a rat. So, next, Joe is helping Meg style her hair. People who are familiar with the story just got a little tense. Just one last thing. Was the rat reading the book too? Were they both sitting there having a... I think... Joe was reading so the book in her head. Joe. The rat was there. She was crying. And the rat was like, I don't judge you. <laughs> that, that's the I vibe. think the rat was thinking I'm hungry. Yeah, literally. And that she's eating four apples and probably giving him a bit. Anyway. <laughs> he's smacking him about. <laughs> so weird. He's like, give me that apple. I hope, I hope she had a bath before she left. That's how you spread plague, Joe. Yeah, you fucking suck. You so suck. So yeah, Joe is helping Meg style her hair now. And Beth <gasps> is in the room. And Beth's like... Um, should one's hair smoke? <laughs> and Joe's like, yeah, it's just the dampness drying. Uh, that's Joe. not good. Oh, sweet summer child. No, that's not a thing. So obviously she's burnt Meg's hair. Meg is horrified. And Joe says, just my luck. It's not luck, Joe. You're, it's your incompetence. Like, Joe, if you didn't know how to how, how to do her hair, why did you agree? Yeah, literally. If you don't know how to do something, especially when it's someone's appearance and you're about to go out, yeah. you're like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, would, I wouldn't give it a go. Also, nice apology. Just like, oh, bad luck for me. Say fucking sorry, you've like, ruined my hair. Also, like, bad luck for you. I'm going to skin you. Yeah, you want to see fucking bad luck? You burnt my fucking hair off. Anyway. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you. Anyway, obviously Amy like swoops in and just like styles it out and puts like a ribbon over it and apparently she looks very Nice fetching. job, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, well done, Amy. Amy was you in that moment, just like, do you want me to sort this out? If you would. If you would, make everything better. Okay. Okay, okay let's style this out. Um, oh, then it says... Meg- style out and wear it with a smile. <laughs> Woo! Meg's, <laughs> Meg's high-heeled slippers were very tight and hurt her, though she would not own it, and Joe's 19 hairpins all seemed stuck straight into her head, which was not exactly comfortable. But dear me, let us be elegant or die. Like, uh, I wonder what the men are doing to get ready now. I bet they're wiping a dead skunk on their teeth. (laughs) They're playing with Scrabble. (laughs) Scrabble's gone off to join the party. Yes, I'll see you there, ladies. Sorry about that, Meg. Sorry about that, Meg. You look like shit. Oh, God. Okay, we would have lost our shit. So as they're leaving, their mum shouts after them, Have a good time, dearies. Don't eat much supper and come away at 11 when I send Hannah for you. Don't eat much supper. I'm going to eat the table. I will eat whatever I fucking want. Don't you try and control me. Fuck off with your toxicity. Don't you tell me what I can't eat. I get really angry when people try and control what people... It really annoys me. Like, you're going to eat all that? Yeah. Yes. And then I'm going to have pudding. And then I'm going to eat yours. And then I'm going to eat you. Yeah. Are you happy now? Don't food shame people. Don't food shame people. Also, Um, is that all you're eating? Well, actually, no, to be fair. In... You shouldn't ask strangers or people you don't know well enough is that all you're eating because eating disorders and different things. Yeah. But for some people who forget to eat, sometimes you do need to nudge and be like, Oh God. eat more than that, sweetie. Yeah, my boyfriend, for some reason, I don't think he feels hunger. Like, he's just I really do gets get fixated. this sometimes. I, like, like, sometimes James will come home from work, especially on furlough at the moment, where I don't really leave my bed and I just sit here and watch TV. It's like, what have you eaten today? Half a baguette. It's not enough. It's not, is it? No. no. Yeah, Ross has a chocolate bar in the morning till dinner. That's disgusting. He, he's ridiculous. See, Absolutely ridiculous. See, my thing is like I'll have like breakfast and then forget for a while if I'm not doing mm. anything. But then I'll be like, well, it's dinner time. I best eat seven dinners and all the pudding. Yeah, he does. Well, to be fair, he has pointed out. He was like, I do pretty much eat solidly from about ten p.m. till one p.m. one a.m. Like. Okay, you got that. <laughs> that sounds good. I fucking love eating. Oh, I love eating. Oh, yeah. And then um, as they're still walking down the path to go, uh, the mum's like, girls, girls, have you both got nice pocket handkerchiefs? And Joe goes, no. yes, yes, spandy nice. And Meg has cologne on hers. What the fuck, spandy nice? Spandex. Yes. Spandy so nice. So your so handkerchief like... looks, so your snot looks skinny? And it's like very, isn't it? It's just like, oh, that's spandy nice over there. Oh, this dinner's spandy nice. Bally good job. Bally good job. Anyway, they're at the party. And Joe says, uh, if, um, oh yeah, Joe says to Meg, if you see me doing anything wrong, you can remind me with a wink. So just wink at me if I'm doing something wrong. So just casually flirt. Yeah, like Joe, that's weird, and you really don't want that reputation to be getting around the party when you're trying to network. You see those two sisters so flirting with each other. It's really fucking weird. Well, I was kind of into you, but then I started flirting with your sister, and it was a turn off. Yeah, because I'm not a freak. Yeah, it was not for Go me. Go away. Um, anyway, Meg says she won't be doing that as uh, is it isn't ladylike, and she'll raise an eyebrow instead. So you heard it here first, kids. Incest isn't ladylike. I mean, if you're considering incest, don't just. I'd just leave it, to be honest. <laughs> I'd leave it, I'd get some therapy, and I wouldn't see that sibling for a while. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need some space. Absence makes the heart grow stronger. Okay, get out, you're not seeing them again. <laughs> okay, well, now you have to leave the family home. Yeah, no. Get out. Get out, no one wants you, no one wants you. No um, one, you have to leave. <laughs> Joe is such, like, a cliched, like, female protagonist. Joe didn't care much for other girls or gossip or girlish gossip. Oh, no. Can you piss off? I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Can you stop putting other girls down to make yourself feel better? Yeah. Not all girls are the fucking same. Yeah. Not all girls like pink and ponies. And even if they do, you know what? Pink is a nice colour and ponies are cool. Yeah. Pink was originally a boy's colour. Well, it matters. It's still nice. It's a nice shade. It's 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 just a nice colour, you know, Josephine. Yeah. And I rather like it. And I also, like it. Josephine, you're going to... You've already ruined your sister's um, hair. And I bet you're going to ruin her glove. You yeah. suck. You fucking suck. I don't suck. want to be like you anyway. <laughs> I don't like you, Joe. Also, it's like... you. It's just swearing off an entire group. Joe didn't care much for girls. What? Even your sisters? Sorry, I don't like you. You're a girl. <laughs> and it's, it's just so sexist, isn't it? Yeah. Like, 
And you just used to see it all the time at school being like, oh, most, I, I'm only friends with boys because I don't like the drama. And it's like, look, I've been friends with boys. I know what, there's a lot of drama because I fucking understand anything. Oh my God. So my boyfriend was um, touring with like a country musician before the world ended. Um, and um, uh, yeah, they were all like really tired and kind of like being snippy with each other and everything. And they've been touring together like quite a long time. I was like, oh my God, if you were girls in like week one, we probably would have had a cry, but then we would have said, I just find it really hard when you do this. And you know, that like makes me think that you're acting like this. And when you would have been like, oh no, like I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I'm so sorry. And you all would have had a big hug. You would have established your boundaries and everything would be fucking fine. But because you're fucking men that can't talk about it, you're mm. just stomping off to your rooms at night being like, oh, it's uh just wondering if any of those people on that tour listen to this <laughs> well well done on being all very successful musicians before the world ended sorry about that and great communication but... there was never any uh <laughs> just do better with communicating yeah guys you know being on tour and close things it's hard moving on <laughs> we're all very proud of you, proud of you. you don't know me I met you once. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So, Hi. Um, back to Joe. <laughs> so she's standing to the side of like the room, trying to hide her dress, and uh, she could not. Uh, so she could not. Oh, sorry. Run. Can we just have a moment to establish that the girls, like the girl who is like trying desperately not to show the back of her dress, yeah, because there's a burn or a tear in it. You're instantly like. That girl shat herself, didn't she? <laughs> Literally. She went for a cheeky fart and it was a shark. <laughs> and she's had an accident. Also, like, Meg was like, don't stare. So obviously she's got, like, a tendency to, like, weird people out with staring. Like, who's the fucking weirdo Joe, who you're shat really scary. in the corner staring at everyone? Joe, go... Joe, if you've shat yourself, please leave. It's okay to go oh home gosh. early. I just read the next bit. She could not roam about and amuse herself for the burnt breath would show. So she stared at people rather forlornly till the dancing began. You don't sound off-putting and creepy at all. I'm sorry, did we say Beth was the freak of yeah. this family? It's fucking joke. I think we need to reconsider. Josie. Yeah, Beth's being well. And also Beth was the one that was like, I don't think hair should smoke. Just putting it out there. <laughs> and it's... Sh- what, what kind of heating tool was she using in this I think era? they literally just have like a bit of iron that they shove in the fire and bring it out and maybe put a bit of paper around it and then wrap the hair around it. I mean, to be fair... It's not that different. With curling iron, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, you have to let your dry, your hair dry completely before it starts smoking. You can't. Yeah, you no, Joseph. No, you don't do wet to dry, Joe. No, that's not a thing. Well, you burn it if you do that. So anyway, yeah, she's you, like skulking. You get a hair dryer. <laughs> you need a hair dryer. So um, she's like skulking around whilst everyone starts dancing, and she comes face to face with the Lawrence Laurie? boy. Yes, Laurie. Um, so they both hit it off straight away and they both are like, oh my God, I've changed my name because they're so sentimental. Lawrence is, is his surname, obviously. His real name is Theodore. And uh, he didn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't like that. It's too sentimental. So he's Laurie. Josephine has become Joe. Da, 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 da. And Joe likes hearing about boys' schools and the things they get up to. And Laurie thinks um, Meg looks like a nice, fresh German girl who dances like a lady. <laughs> Why does she look German? I think I might be wrong, but there's quite a thing about German families in this area. Is it that the German families are the ones that are newly like emigrated and so they're nice and fresh to the um, area, like good, wholesome German girls. And the ones who aren't fresh are the ones that have been there like a generation or a few years. I've completely made that up. My only question with that would be is that a lot of German people after the war who did emigrate. Well, it's not. Which war are you talking about? The second. Well, oh, oh no, the first. It would be the first, wouldn't it? Because this is like this is, is civil start. war. This is pre all of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like well, unless they're also time travellers, you ain't got a point. <laughs> Apparent- apparently not. Apparently, I should do more history. <laughs> well, well, why are they emigrating? Because um, people can emigrate, Katie. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I was like, because that's what people did. That's what America largely is built on. <laughs> Well, and yet now they hate it. And it's like, mm. guys, where do you think you're from? Yeah, literally. Like, uh, don't tug at that string, fucking hell. It's like the number of fucking videos that you'd see of like, you know, fucking white Karens complaining to like Native Americans, being like, "This is my country," and it's like, honey, you really Karen. want to pull at that thread? Yeah, Karen, fucking see, babe. Um, <laughs> fucking out. Oh, Joe notes that Laurie has small hands. 
Oh. <laughs> Why are you obsessed with his little hands? I don't know. <laughs> She's like, that's weird. Tiny hands you have. And uh, that's... A tiny little man. <laughs> tiny, teeny little man you are, Laurie. Um, and I hope she said that and he's like, it's rude. That was rude. Um, he's like, and that's why I like Meg. Nice German girl. Nice German girl. Not a scrawny, unladylike girl like you, Josephine. Josephine. Not scrawny. Not a lanky one who doesn't know what to do with her limbs, Josephine. And who I suspect has shat herself. <laughs> Did you flail too much? Is that why you're shat? You want to talk about it? I want to talk about I'm that. curious. Well, they decide to go off and um, dance away from the others. I think Joe's told him that she's got a burn on the back of her dress. And they come across Meg, who sprained her <gasps> ankle. Dun, dun, dun. Meg says, I've sprained my ankle. That stupid high heel turned and gave me such a wrench. It aches so. I can hardly stand. I don't know how I'm ever going to get home. She said, rocking to and fro in pain. To and fro. Well, to and fro. <laughs> well we're not just going to leave you here. Oh, I, I'm totally Although, oh, to be fair, in that time period, isn't it the thing that's sort of like, oh, so, um... Susanna um, sneezed while over for dinner, so she must stay for the next three months while she heals. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I thought you were going to say to like make a match, and I was like, unfortunately, this party's been thrown by a woman, but uh, and I don't think they're down with that sort of thing. So, <laughs> well, maybe they should be more open-minded. Yeah, maybe Joe would like to be considered more Joe than Josephine. Yeah, and get that accepted. It's all very backwards. Very, very backwards. So Joe says, I knew you'd hurt your feet with those silly things. I'm sorry, but I don't see what you can do except get a carriage or stay here all night, answered Joe, rubbing the poor ankle as she spoke. And I can imagine she's being really rough, like, ow, ow, get off. It's like that scene in the third Harry Potter in the film when Ron's leg has been savaged <laughs> yeah. and Dumbledore's just patting and he's like, ow, get off me. Stop <laughs> touching it. So, um, oh, um, Laurie's not with them at this point, actually. He's gone off to do something else. Um, Joe says, uh, Meg says, I can't have a carriage without it costing ever so much. I dare say I can't get one at all for most people come in their own and it's a long way to the stable and no one to send. I'll go, says Joe. No, indeed. It's past nine and dark as Egypt. <laughs> is Egypt particularly dark? I mean, I suppose there's like deserts. Nighttime. And they probably don't have electric lamps, like street lamps. So not a lot of light pollution. I don't know. But also, there wasn't as much light pollution in this time anyway. I was going to say, I'm going to say the Grand Canyon's probably similar. <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, That's a fun little saying, Meg. Um, and um, she goes on to say, and I can't stop here for the house is full. Sally has some girls staying with her. I'll rest till Hannah comes and then I'll do the best I can. Sounds like Hannah's carrying someone home. Why do you? Well, I'm sorry, but why are you getting so up enough to like I need a carriage? See in the fucking, you said it's past nine and Hannah's coming at 11. So you've got like an hour and oh, a half she's to wait. Walking. Hannah's not coming in a carriage, uh, so because she sprained her ankle. Uh, yeah, I thought Hannah was bringing the carriage. So yeah. why is it okay for Hannah to go out alone at night and get raped? I know, fucking dicks. By the sounds of this, Meg's gonna be like, "Carry me, Hannah." Uh, I, I'm skeptical if Hannah gets paid full stop, but I definitely don't get paid enough for this. Yeah, but you're like, "Fuck off, Megan." My yeah. name's Margaret. <laughs> uh, Joe says, "I'll ask Laurie. He will go." And um. Joe like looks relieved as the idea occurred to her, and Meg goes, "Mercy, no! Don't ask or tell anyone. Get my rubbers, which are her other shoes. She's not saying get some clothes <laughs> off. Mercy, no! We'll have to bribe him first, Josephine. <laughs> but I shall Quickly. get pregnant. Get my rubbers. Get the rubbers, and we shall have a cuckoo in the back, and then we shall have a ride home. <laughs> Very nasty. Like, Meg, I thought you were the lady." <laughs> Josephine, I came here for a party and I will have a party. A party. So, um, I don't need a broken ankle to bang. <laughs> so, like go this quick. Will not ruin my night. <laughs> kind of got to admire your attitude. <laughs> All right. So, she says she'll put um, the slippers with her things. She can't dance anymore, but as soon as supper is over, um, we'll watch for Hannah and I'll go watch for Hannah and tell me the minute she comes. And then Meg asks Joe to go get her some coffee. No, dear, run along and bring me some coffee. I'm so tired, I can't stir. So Meg reclined with her rubbers, well hidden, and Joe went blundering away to the dining room. Oh my God, right. Which she found after going into a china closet and opening the door of a room where old Mr. Gardiner was taking a little private refreshment. Making, 
<laughs> so he's clearly just having a moment himself and Joe comes in like, and he's like, oh, fuck. And she's like, oh, awkward. And so she just runs just at a Just flailing in. Wait, so she runs at a table where the coffee is and immediately just spills it everywhere. <laughs> All over her dress. Joe, um, stop it. Thereby making the front of her dress as bad as the back. Like, Joe, you're fucking stop. You're terrible. And then... Also, why is she flailing it? Oh, just, just walk. Just walk normally. And then, this was the finisher. Oh, dear, what a blunderbuss I am, exclaimed Joe, finishing Meg's glove by scrubbing her own gown with it. Your dress is already ruined. Don't ruin Meg's glove. She told you to look after it. I'm going to slap you with that glove. That damp, coffee-soaked glove. <laughs> I would fucking punch her. Can you imagine just seeing that, like, the fuck do you think you're doing? That, like, <laughs> like, what? Also, I'm pretty sure she's got one stained glove with her as well. Use the fucking stained glove. Like, you are... Joseph. Joe. Joseph. Joe. 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 Come on now. Come on. You fucking suck, you Joe. Um, anyway. You can't. I'll accept if you're just, you are clumsy and people are clumsy. That's like, that happens. Yeah. You didn't have to use Meg's glove. You did. That was mean. That, so I just use your brain for two seconds. God's sake. No, no, I don't think Scrabbles or whatever his name yeah. is, is going to be too impressed with he's you. He's not. He, I think he's going to be disappointed. He won't let you honest. cry with him anymore. <laughs> no, he'll be like, sorry, I'm, I'm going to go cry with Meg actually. You ruined her glove. And Meg will be like, this fucking rat away from me. <laughs> okay, guess I'm coming back, Joe. Yeah. She didn't want the support. <laughs> no, yeah, God. Um, I'm the only one that accepts you, Scrabble. Anyway, Laurie <laughs> sees um, Joe just like being Joe, and um, he's like got a coffee in his hand. I think he's like noticed that she spilt it. He's like, oh, what a coinky dinker. I-, I have this coffee, which I don't really want. Shall I give that one to Meg? <laughs> and I'll carry it, fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I just hold on to this, but go to give it to Meg, and yeah. you can maybe sit down. Yeah, you can maybe sit. Over there. <laughs> Far away. So they're all chatting till Hannah arrives. And then Hannah scolds Meg for like spraining her ankle. So Meg starts crying and it's all dramas. And <laughs> what are we going to do? And, and Laurie's just there like, well, this is awkward. This is awkward. Laurie's like, well, obviously you can come home in my carriage because we like live next door to each other. So, and I'm rich as fuck. So obviously I have a carriage here. So you guys get in and I'll sit with the driver on top. So everything is fine and, um, and they're all like oh my god laurie or such a godsend he's like it's more just not being a massive dick yeah he's like literally it, it's nothing nothing like come on it's fine it's, it's and, literally just me not being me yeah that is what this is this is this is a non-good thing this yeah. is just a baseline not a cunt yeah literally the vibe i would send kind of the vibe your mother sent when she sent me away on christmas day but you know we'll we'll forget about that now (laughs) we'll forgive it we'll forgive it it's fine i realized that wasn't you meg it was your mom yeah your mom i have not forgotten so yeah they um, your dear little marmy (laughs) little marmy look cunt (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they get dropped off home and two little nightcapped heads come bobbing out saying tell us about the party piss <laughs> off that's the end of the chapter just like the little white is... cat heads hello <laughs> guys are creepy get back inside um, oh and I think there's a uh, don't of... you see we have a boy here go away <laughs> wait inside with Marmy <laughs> you're so gross so um, it's the next chapter the funness of like you know going there's a bit as well like after the party when they're like oh my god we went to a party and you know got bought back in a carriage and did it oh my god don't we feel like they're such nice like you know well-to-do ladies and then next chapter back to reality you you gotta work your life shit (laughs) so (laughs) they're already crotchety at their like lot in life so meg works as a governess as i think i've said and is tired of never getting to make herself pretty and she feels she'll toil away until she's ugly because these are um Meg's priorities, um, as are yep. all women's priorities, <laughs> as we know. Yep. Yep. Apart from Joe, who is ruined. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, Amy is God you. Damn it, Amy Joe. is crying over her maths homework. That's <laughs> 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 just the worst. That is literally. Yes, Amy. Why do they make it that way? I can't do it. Well, I would just like to say, and I think I've probably said it on the podcast before, when it's when you get a problem and it's like Connor has spilt mud on his homework. Help him fill in the missing gaps. And it's like, Connor, I've got my own homework to do. Don't be a twat. <laughs> yeah, fuck I off. don't care. Or when it has like 
Chico has a coffee shop. And it's like, okay, stereotyping yeah. much. And it's like, he changes the price of his coffee every day. Chico, well, you can't day do that, babe. Is- Chico, you're going to have no service because you're a dick. Or Susanna is having a dinner party and wants the cheese for the canapes cut into all different shapes, but exactly the same weight. Like, Hannah, you've got OCD and you need to see a doctor. I don't give a fuck. We've got bigger... What's that? I don't even know how you'd work that out. I I just... I remember having that exact problem. I have no idea, but I just... What shape... What measurement of the shapes can she do to make sure they're the same weight? Basically, yeah. How the fuck would you wear that? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I had another one. It's like Penelope is in a hot air balloon. She drops a stone that weighs X amount. Penelope's a psychopath. Yeah, it's like calculate the speed of which it will fall. It's like, no, calculate how long it's going to take before it kills someone. And Penelope's cut enough to the hospital because she's insane. Insane until Penelope ends up being in prison for being a murderer. And this is why I don't like my maths homework. Yeah. Like, oh, I just read the next bit. Beth's cats are being loud. She has, has loads of cats. Crazy cat, um, and, <laughs> Literally. And uh, Meg threatens to drown them. Meg's Meg. in a bad mood. <laughs> Meg, you crossed yeah. a line. You crossed a line there, Meg. Like, no drowning cats. This is a Joe's slight, just there. This is a slight tangent, but it just reminded me talking about drowning. Because um, James was saying, he was like, I've been very offended that during this whole pandemic, they haven't discounted coronas once. Which is annoying because I like cheap beer and I like Coronas, but I also don't want to give any money to Coronas because they take water away from drowning children. <laughs> so, do they? Well, they don't take it away from drowning children. In that case, they'd be helping. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> what? They, Corona they, takes water they away siphon, from. They siphon water away from um, water-deprived areas. I mean. You'd think water-deprived areas wouldn't have a very good, like, infrastructure for you to bring, like, a big company there to do things. Like, that's just... That's just mean for being mean. Well, the thing is, maybe they're not water-deprived, but they are now. Ah! Fucking hell, Corona! But it just made me laugh, the fact it's like, he's taking water away from the drowning children. <laughs> the drowning like children. he's helping them. <laughs> just like Corona, like, you can't do anything without people criticising you anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so, to be so fair, boy, like, Corona... I heard a kid drowned in this town last month. Yeah, he did. Well, now you have no water. You're welcome. Um, sir, no. <laughs> sir, I still need to drink. Yeah, yeah like, you're have a beer. Welcome. That'll be yeah. two fifty, whatever. Um, sir, um, you're the worst. I hate you. Oh, I've got a load of Coronas in the fridge. I feel bad now. Well, no, you have to drink them. Yeah, I know. You quench your thirst, because they are not quenching the kids. They're not quenching the kids, though. So every taste will taste more bitter now. Right. Good. Uh, we must there. all do better. Must all do better. Joe then heads off to Aunt March's. Have I told you the deal with Aunt March? Um, she's their very wealthy aunt, and she pays Joe to be a companion to her, and she comes and reads to her. That's yeah. the deal with that. So she's gone off there. Meg goes off to work as her governess. Amy goes to school, and Beth has a headache and never goes anywhere, so just stays where she is with her cats. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do relate to Beth during this lockdown. Yeah, uh, that's Beth. I wish I had a cat. Oh, um, so good. Oh, it, it goes a bit into like, why Why are you the way you are? <laughs> it says um, that basically their father lost all their money, something about helping a friend. Oh, yeah. And then Aunt March offered to adopt one of the girls to help with the financial burden. And the parents were like, look, we're in shit times. But you can't have one of our kids. <laughs> Fuck off. And oh. Aunt March was really offended that they declined. She's like, give me a kid. You mean a kid? No. God damn it. And so they were like, no, you can't have a child. So she was like, fine, Joe can be my companion. I'll give her some money. And they're like, okay, thanks. Still feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, like, <laughs> companion is in not daughter. Yeah. She's our weirdo. daughter. Yeah, our daughter. She comes still. home at night. <laughs> You're strange. So, um, oh God. It says um, the reason Beth doesn't go to school is because she was too bashful. Beth. <laughs> Honey, you, you do still have to have an education, sweetie. <laughs> like, obviously, that's extreme social anxiety. But like, I can't go to school. I just pictured the dwarf from um. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm bashful. Oh gosh! Like, <laughs> go to school. <laughs> like, Beth, it's time to go to school. Oh gosh! <laughs> Don't send her. She'll, um, she'll get. She'll get killed out there. She'll get killed. Such a target. She's far too bashful. And then it says 
She was a housewifely little creature and helped Hannah keep home neat and comfortable for the workers, never thinking of any reward but to be loved. That is so tragic. Oh, I just read the next bit. Long, quiet days she spent, not lonely nor idle, for her little world was peopled with imaginary friends. Beth, <laughs> you're scary and you're really sad. Really sad. It's okay, I'm not lonely when I have imaginary Beth. Also, we are all Beth at the moment. Everyone listening, <laughs> except if you happen to be a frontline worker, in which case you're not Beth. But we yeah. all just Beth at home, like, the days aren't long when I can talk to my imaginary friends. What are yours called? <laughs> Wine. Wine, yeah. It says, oh, so these are her imaginary friends. So... Oh, she's so creepy. She takes in broken dolls and has a doll hospital and nurses them to health and sings or takes them outside for fresh air and sings them lullabies and kisses them goodnight. How fucking creepy. And they'll be like porcelain dolls. They'll be creepy shit. Marsha, we have 13 porcelain dolls. But they're not broken and I'm not singing lullabies to them and kissing them. I mean, yeah, me neither. (laughs) Me neither, me neither. And also... I just realised a lot of people hate porcelain dolls and they would have just heard that about us and be like, you have fucking what? You have fucking what? <laughs> They're really pretty. They are really pretty. They're at our parents' house. They're really pretty. They're so pretty. Also, the girls from Unclassical that like cutesy old stuff like porcelain dolls are oh, big shocker. Big shocker, guys. Yeah, we are so embroidery and net. <laughs> we look great in bonnets. <laughs> I low-key really want a top hat. Yeah. So yeah, big shocker. I... I aspire to wear a monocle. I think brogues are nice shoes. <laughs> with frilly socks. I think it's aesthetic. <laughs> this is us. You act like you're surprised. Um, yeah. Oh my God, if we ever do live shows ago again, we should just go like fully dressed as porcelain <laughs> <laughs> I think our boobs are too big to be porcelain dolls. It'd be so creepy. <laughs> Have to get like a proper binder or something just to like, Control the lady. I had this... Or do sexy porcelain dolls. I I don't it's know. even creepier. You can wear whatever you want. But like from my own personal like perspective choice. So I went to Singapore with my boyfriend like before the world ended. And um, yeah. they had a lot of very like cutesy things like you get in Japan that I love Relacoma. Look it up. And they'd have like, you know, Relacoma hats, Relacoma hairbands, Relacoma backpacks and stuff. And my boyfriend like, oh, do you want it? I'm like, look, it's one thing when you're very like cute petite japanese woman wearing these things but me a taller than average quite curvy white woman i i don't think i have the same vibe and i don't think i look right doing it i don't think i can pull it off there is also just a thing isn't there it's sort of like but it does look like children's clothes yeah i realize i say this while i'm wearing a t-shirt and dungarees <laughs> but um but uh Come at me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... In my can... defence, they're Lucy and Yak, so... <laughs> they're actually very fashionable. I don't think you could wear that with a relacama hairband <laughs> as well. <laughs> or my hair in plait. Actually, I do quite... When my hair was long, I did quite often rock this with plaits. Farmer chic, yeah. Mm. But anyway. I d- Look, cottagecore and cottage creepy chart. I fucking love cottagecore. Yeah. It depends. You can angle it on cottagecore side, mm. you know, with like a good shirt and stuff. You can. Or you can go into over to creepy side where you're like, I'm a child. Yeah, like, I'm an overgrown also, child. Just to, just to say, these are like brown Lucy and Yak dungarees. They're not like, you know, although they're not cute. Pink dungarees would also be cute. Yeah. They're cool. They're cool. They're a vibe. Oh, yeah. It says that Beth also, like, routinely, like, cries that she can't have music lessons or a nice piano and cries over the keys that won't stay in tune when no one's watching. And in the book, it kind of hints that, like, I mean, you'd think Aunt March, uh, with all her money, would buy her a piano, but, uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Pianos are very expensive. Yeah, so she's just there crying over it. Aunt March is very rich. Um, so she's just there crying over her piano keys. And it says, there are many Beths in the world, shy and quiet, sitting in corners till needed, and living for others so cheerfully that no one sees the sacrifices till the little cricket on the hearth stops chirping and the sweet, sunshiny presence vanishes, leaving silence and shadow behind. Fucking foreshadowing much? (laughs) Okay, firstly, spoilers. Spoilers. Secondly, I'm such a narcissistic prick, Beth. Literally, or like the book, just like, 
Look, there are nice people in this world. You fucking appreciate them. <laughs> you fucking appreciate... Well, I would, but that's scary. Betty is also creepy as shit. So, um... Yeah. She's too bashful! She's too bashful, can't do it! Um, Amy later is um, lamenting her clothes and her unaristocratic nose and is chatting to Meg and says, My only comfort, except with tears in her eyes, is that mother doesn't take tucks in my dresses whenever I'm naughty, as Maria Park's mother does. My dear, it's really dreadful, for sometimes she is so bad her frock is up to her knees and she can't come to school. When I think of this degradation, uh, Amy says words that are too big for her and she can't pronounce them, so she means degradation. Degradation. Um, I feel that I can even bear my flat nose and purple gown with yellow sky rockets on it. So let's just... Did you hear what that mum does to her kid when they're back? I'm in shock. So she literally hoiks her dress up to like, you know, it's improper. Like, let's flash your fanny to the world. And she can't go to school because like she's half naked. I'm like, well, you think about that next time, won't you? Look how embarrassing it is. That's abuse. That's abuse. That's abuse. Can you like, imagine? Can you imagine if you had if you like you had kids and like, and you heard them saying like, oh, well, at least my mum doesn't like whip my fanny out to everyone when I'm naughty. I'm like, who's... Um. Who, who has that done to them? Susan. Right, we're going to go pick Susan up and she's going to stay here. Can you imagine not showing up at school and then they're like calling like, oh, hi, why isn't, um, what's she called? Um, oh, that's her mum. Oh, no, that's her. Why isn't Maria in school? Um, my mum won't give me my skirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> she says I can go to school if I'm not wearing my skirt, but she won't give me the skirt. So I'm not going to go to school without a skirt. So I'm staying home. Because, you know, we live in an age where I'll probably get ashamed as a slut, even though I'm eight years old and end up in a whorehouse by the time I'm ten. Yeah. So I think I'll stay home today. Yeah. And you put it like that, it's fair enough, Maria. Yeah. I think I'm going to go send your mum to prison and, you know, get your skirt. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, isn't our mum just so liberal that she doesn't, like, you know, hoik your dress up when you've been naughty? What the fuck is wrong with this person? So, what the fuck is wrong with everyone that they think this is okay? Yeah. Uh, oh, then the book... The everyone title, do better. Everyone do better. The title goes into a lot about, well, you shouldn't want for anything and be grateful for what you have and for serving others, da-da-da-da-da. And it's all about, like, get these women to lower their expecta- expectations and aspirations early. And while you're at it, get them in the habit of taking care of others. That's good. Get them to do shit for us. Literally. <laughs> and meanwhile, what are the men being taught? Like, you are powerful, you are good. Yes. Women you... must wait on you with your big willy. Natural owners of the world. Kelly, <laughs> like... can we just take a look throughout history at the what the natural owners of the world have achieved? And it's a lot of deaths. A lot of deaths. Oh, Lots of like... cock-ups, like, which I... is quite a fitting phrase. It's just to see these young women being like, I, I want to have this in my life, I want to have this in my life. Oh, I, I wouldn't aim that afar, dearies. It's a little bit conceited. Calm down a little bit. And as a man, what's up? Can we just doing... point out, all uh, Amy wants... As you know, to be accepting of her, you know, she wants a nicer nose, which mm. I understand for those sort of times isn't really achievable. Yeah. But it's a nicer dress. Yeah, nicer dress. That's all she wants. To be honest, she's just like, yeah, grateful that she's not being like shamed in public. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, when your daughter comes home from school, it's like, I'm just grateful that I'm not like borderline sexually harassed by my mother. Yeah. Just, like, that's a win for me, to be honest. That is, that is low. That's a low bar, sweetie. So yeah, you want to raise us a little higher, I think. After this uh, revelation, time moves on, and Laurie is a bit under the weather. He's a bit sick, and he's um, talking out his window to Joe, and um, she's kind of like, "You're right, mate." And he goes, "There isn't anyone I'd like to see. Boys make such a reel, and my head is weak." And Joe says, "Isn't there some nice girl who'd read and amuse you? Girls are quiet and like to play, nurse." <laughs> Uh, and um laurie's Send like beth over she'll have a great time oh no she's too bashful um laurie's like i don't know any and joe's like you know us but then she laughs and stops and he goes so i do will you come please i'm not quiet and nice but i'll come if mother will let me i'll go ask her shut that window like a good boy and wait till i come so literally i'm not like those other girls wait while i act exactly like those other girls <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're so toxic. Stop it. <laughs> so stupid. I'm not this. I'm not type. like other girls. Now let me play all night. Literally, it's fucking gross. Empowering. Um. Oh, okay. But Joe does actually sound like she's the fucking best nurse. Guess what she brings around? Booze. Booze. No. Um. So Meg's made ice cream. 
<laughs> kind of. Meg's made like a blancmange, which is kind of like a nice pudding. So she brings that round. And she also, um, Beth's like, he's ill. He'll need some kittens. <laughs> so she brings Beth's kittens. And apparently Joe's like, oh, I don't really know. And Beth's like, please, kittens, take him kittens. And the kittens do just the job. It was a great shout, Beth. So to be fair, well done, Beth. Well, to be fair, Beth is a great nurse. Yeah, Beth is a great Joe. nurse. And she has a nurse's hospital. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's great. Oh my god, Laurie fucking sucks. So um, she's over there, and um, he—they're kind of like in his area, and it's a bit messy. And um, Joe comments on it, and he's like, "I know the maids never do a good job. It's so annoying. It worries me so." And Joe's you can like, "Clean up after yourself, you fucking lazy literally." Shit. And Joe's like, "Oh, I don't know. It's not so hard." And like tidies it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> to the, she goes, there you put you go. that on the bed. Like, then she's like, it's all neat now. Like, literally punch him in the fucking face. And, um, yeah. oh, and then um, she, so he hasn't, like, properly met the other, like, sisters yet or something. And, mm. um, or he's not so sure of, like, everyone's names. And so he kind of, like, lets something drop about something that, you know, he's like, oh, Meg with the da 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 da. And, like, says something that he wouldn't, like, know. And Joe's like, eh? And he's like, oh, eh? I'm. I'm basically very, very lonely and I can see you through your window over there and you all look like you're having such a lovely time that sometimes I watch you. Gross. Ew. Tragic. Right. <laughs> so. so you're gross. You're tragic. I'm going to laugh at you now. <laughs> yeah. Like and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to take the kittens. I'm taking the kittens with me. I understand you're very lonely. But right. Um, oh, God. But that's gross. You want to hear something awkward? Yeah. Okay, so later they're kind of like walking around the house. Laurie's gone off to do something and Joe goes into the room where there's a a portrait of um, Laurie's grandfather and Joe says out loud, I'm sure now that I shouldn't be afraid of him for he's got kind eyes, though his mouth is grim and he looks as if he has a tremendous will of his own. He isn't as handsome as my grandfather, but I like him. Thank you, ma'am. Said a gruff voice behind her and her great great dismay there stood old Mr. Lawrence. Ah! Run. Just run. Why don't you have these thoughts in your head, Josephine? Like, why do you you have to say everything out loud? Just why? Just why? And also, why do you fancy your grandfather? He isn't as handsome as my grandfather. (laughs) I've heard a lot of people be like this, though, of like, oh, my granddad was hot. And it's like, all right. You're weird. You're weird. However, I will just put a pin in this. So, Joe has revealed that she's into older men and incest. Just put a we'll pin in that for much later in the book. Because I'll be coming back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> put your sisters down, Joe. Mm-hmm. Put them down. Put them down. No, no. Um, uh, oh, on a side note, before Joe leaves the house, she notices that uh, Miss Lawrence has a very big grand piano. Uh, I wonder what you're going to say with that. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a great big piano. <laughs> piano. <laughs> a great big piano. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. She just logs at him. Uh, when Joe gets home, um, her mum like fills her in on the goss. So she basically says that Laurie's dad had married an Italian musician, which his dad, so Mr. Lawrence, the grandfather, didn't approve yeah. of. So they fell out. So obviously, origin story. Now both Laurie's parents are dead. Um, and Meg's absolutely enchanted because all Italians are always nice. <laughs> okay, Meg. Italians know how to make good food. They, they do, they do. I wonder if Laurie learned any. Anyway, um, Laurie made Yeah, some... literally. Laurie, <laughs> what can you cook? Laurie, what's your pasta game like? <laughs> you know, also, you make pizza. You got a pizza oven with that great big piano. Yeah. What you got over there? You got any cheese? You got, you got it. You're importing cheese what in Italy, got? Laurie. I bet you can. But he can. He can. Anyway, um, so Laurie made some comment when Joe was over there about having like the best medicine, having good medicine, obviously meaning Joe is good medicine. And this went right over Joe's head and Meg's teasing her like, Joe, you don't know a compliment when it's given. And Joe's basically like, back off, he's lonely. And she asks her mum whether he may visit them sometimes because he's lonely. And the mum says, yes, um... Uh, of course he may and also she would like to remind Meg that Joe and Laurie are children and should remain that way for as long as they can i.e. don't sexualise children Meg (laughs) yeah I can't help it mum this entire book has been about sexualising me yeah fair enough (laughs) fair enough she's like that's literally what you're like you're training me to do to get a husband like and she's literally like a year younger than me okay you make your point (laughs) okay you make a point you want to play with you want to play with Beth's dolls no no 
Fucking creepy. I want to drown her kittens. Oh, yeah. I need to keep an eye on you. <laughs> keep an eye on you. You're scary, too. <laughs> You're all creepy. <laughs> well, actually, Amy isn't creepy yet. All Amy has said is that she's a bit conceited, knows how to style shit out. Yeah. And is grateful that her mum doesn't assault her. Yeah. Amy, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Amy, to be fair, is a stand-up lass right now. Yeah, exactly. She's probably a bit annoying to spend time with, but... As far yeah. as, like, you know, decent... Hey, what you saying? Hey, what you saying? What you saying, man? Nah, I mean, you're the fucking worst. Um... Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. Amy's more I think annoying. my name would get on. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's close. It's close. It's close. But, you, know. you need a break every now and then. Um, a few yeah. days later, Mr. Lawrence come round and says, if the girls would like to come round and play the piano, that's fine. Please just come in. Um, no need to say hello to him because he'll probably be in his study. But please come in whenever you wish. No need to like not just come. The door be open and go and enjoy the piano because um, it doesn't get much use. Um, so Laurie's obviously been a bit like Beth has crippling social anxiety but plays piano and would really like to have a go, but she'll never come over. That's a shame. The uh, grandpa and Miss Lawrence like, leave it to me. <laughs> so he's gone round. But also, if someone came, if I was in that Beth situation and I don't, ha- and, you know, I don't have social anxiety to that level yeah. and someone's like, just come into my house and play the piano. No. Well, th- let's not forget that um, Beth is gross. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so here's the bit that gets like the boo-hoos going in um, films and stuff, the way that, film sometimes adaptive it's a bit different in the book so um as he's saying this beth just comes in and takes his hand which is creepy as shit and um basically says thank you and is he sure she won't be a disturbance and he says she won't be and she squeezes his hand because she's too orcs to talk <laughs> so That's disgusting and then beth, as um, she, beth let him go let him go he fucking just comes out of her corner like I, I, I shan't disturb you, sir. No. I retract every statement ever. Stay the fuck out of my yeah. house. I, I don't know if I'll get onto this statement. Maybe I'll do it. I'll see if I can edit it together in this episode. So yeah, um, she squeezes his hand. And um, as he looks at her, he says that he had a little girl with eyes like hers. I imagine heavily bagged and really intense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because in the film adaption, doesn't he like bring the piano over? Or yeah, something? this is what I mean. It's yeah. a bit different. So yeah, he's like, I, I had a, I, I had a little girl with eyes like hers, um, and uh, he says, God bless her, and rushes off, and then Beth rushes off to tell all her dolls because obviously she's gross. <laughs> Does Beth wash? I don't think so. Um, so oh yeah. So let me know what you make of this. So Beth goes round and plays the piano and has a lovely time and wants to do something nice for Mr. Lawrence. Um, so she's, but she's like, she could oh. not talk to him. Yeah, leave him alone. So um, she's like, obviously he's got like everything, da da da. Um, but I'll I'll make him some really nice slippers that you know are really soft, really comfy, and then I'll leave them with a note on his deck. Leave <laughs> <laughs> on his deck. That's what I said. I meant to say desk. The. <laughs> That's a really sweet idea, but you can't leave it on his willy. It's not cool. <laughs> Don't touch his willy. I'll just leave it on his deck. I'll just leave it on his deck. Why was that your first thought? Why would you not just leave it on his desk or somewhere normal? You have to freak. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that instead. It sounds like a good idea. Like, Beth, do you need to talk about your attraction to older men? Because I think Joe might sympathise. I think she's in the same yeah. But she doesn't think Beth, that one. She's more into your granddad. Yeah, Joe's just there like, back off, I'll have him. <laughs> yeah, back off, he's nine. <laughs> Laurie's just there like, I like the girls. I want them to fancy me. And they're like, it's all about having a big deck and a big piano, mate. <laughs> and being old. Uh, a big age. Yeah. So, she so she's going to leave the... the I'm just gonna leave it on his deck, yeah. Yeah. Great big deck. And, and the next day, everyone is super excited and calls Beth down at their house into the par and in the parlour is a cabinet piano, which I guess is just like an upright piano, with a note from Mr. Lawrence thanking her for the slippers. He's never had a pair suit him so well, and when he looks at them, he'll remember their gentle giver. Uh, this piano belonged to the little mm. granddaughter he lost, and he'd like her to have it. So on the surface, leaving it on the dick aside, a sweet story. But let's remember how creepy Beth is. She grabbed his hand and now she's sneaking in and out of his house and leaving him weird little handmade gifts. It's really gross. He's fucking loaded. So he's just gone, why don't you just have your own piano? <laughs> they don't have to come around anymore. 
you can you just leave me alone <laughs> yeah that's it's really nice um and, and he doesn't say that he'll see the gentle giver soon he's like and i remember you from afar <laughs> Just like, look, Laurie goes down and they're like, I thought you liked hearing the piano playing again. I did. But every time I walked past, I thought it was a fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking me out. I'm an old man. I give me a heart attack. Um, then that time she came in with slippers it was scary. It freaked me out. Um, oh, 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 hang on. I, I need the book because I'm going to read a bit out. So <clears throat> let me let me find the page. Basically, um, she's like, oh, my God, this is so wonderful. I need to go around to thank him. I need to go see him right <laughs> away. I'm like... No. Beth, fucking stay. So she goes. Um, Beth, read the room. Leave, leave him alone. So um, she goes right up to Mr. Lawrence, who looked quite taken aback and held out her Ew. hand, saying with only a small quaver in her voice, "I came to thank you, sir, for." But she didn't finish, for he looked so friendly that she forgot her speech, and only remembering that he had lost the little girl he loved, she put both arms around his neck and kissed him. <laughs> um, if the roof of the house had suddenly flown off, the old gentleman would have been wouldn't have been more astonished. But he liked it. Oh dear, yes, he liked it amazingly. But was so touched and pleased by that confiding little kiss that all his crustiness vanished. I feel you could have had a better uh, word than crustiness. <laughs> crabbiness. And he just grumpiness. Yeah, coldness. Exactly. <laughs> And he just set her on his knee and laid his wrinkled cheek against her rosy one. Gross. Feelings as if he had got his own granddaughter back again. Beth ceased to fear him from that moment and sat there talking to him as cosily as if she had known him all her life. For love casts out fear and gratitude can conquer pride. When she went home, he walked with her to her own gate, shook hands cordially and touched his hat as he marched back again, looking very stately and erect, like a handsome soldiery... I mean, let's not use the word erect when referring to men after they've had little girls sat on their lap. I think we've had enough of that. Let's just, again, better words, better words. Um, Better words. Looking like a soldiery old gentleman as he was. When the girl saw the performance... um, Oh, I'll go into that bit a bit. So, again, he's been like... Oh, that's so sweet. I'm going to take you home again. And he's walking off like a soldier, like very firmly pushes her in the house. Like, and this is well done. That was really nice. This is your house. Leaving. Fuck off. Yeah. Leaving. You're scary. You're really weird. And now I'm weirdly erect. (laughs) I think I need to have a quiet word with myself about it. Yeah, I'm going. And then it says, when the girls saw that performance, Jo began to dance a jig by the way of expressing her satisfaction. With <laughs> Joe, with your flaily limbs, you shouldn't. I'm going to do a satisfied jig. <laughs> Amy nearly fell out. No. Amy nearly fell out of the window in her surprise, and Meg exclaimed with uplifted hands, "Well, I do believe the world is coming to an end." You all need to fucking. You want to meet 2020, mate? I'm... And also. You guys are really boring. <laughs> you guys need to fucking calm down. I really want to see Joe satisfied chick. <laughs> have to upload a video of Katie doing the chick. <laughs> I think it's great. I bet her mum hates it when she does a, 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 a um, satisfied chick. Like, breaking shit. It's fucking hell. <laughs> Who satisfied chick does she do it after sex? <laughs> wow, Laurie, that was great. <laughs> this isn't great for a podcast. It's just Katie dancing. <laughs> Don't mind me with my jig. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. Stop it, Joe. Stop. Stop it. Stop it, Joe. So fucking gross. You stop flailing everywhere. Oh, well, I think that's probably where I'll leave that extract for today. Yep. Yep. <laughs> On Joe's satisfied jig. What a girl. She is satisfied. She has been very greatly satisfied. <laughs> By watching her little sister come away from... Being escorted home. By an old man who looks uncomfortable. And erect. <laughs> she does like old men. She's like, that's just what I needed, Beth. Thanks. Thanks, he looks great. (laughs) Oh, Joe, back to you being the creepy one. It's like when Nigel Farage um, criticised the Tory uh, company, Tory party, for um, letting school kids starve. And he was like, guys, 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 
Even I think that's mean. <laughs> like, guys, if I think that's mean, I think you really need to take a good, long, hard look at yourself because... I'm yeah. a massive cunt. Yeah, and it's like Beth being like to everyone else, like, guys, guys, when you're when people are saying you're creepier than me, you gotta take a long, hard look at yourself, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I collect broken dolls and sing to them. And kiss them. <laughs> and kiss them goodnight. She calls them... I also don't speak to people. Not what, this is not acceptable in today's language, I know. She calls them her family of invalids. Yeah. Jo- not Joe, sorry. Beth. Um, Beth. Back to Beth being the creepiest. Be with my family of invalids. They'll never leave me because I broke their legs. <laughs> like, why are you misery? <laughs> Literally, why are you so do better. Fucking gross. <laughs> Come on, Beth, to the sea. To the sea. To the sea with all of you. You all fucking suck. Yes, if you've enjoyed this today, <clears throat> do you wish to hear more? Do do hear more. You found us once. You'll find us again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever you're hearing this through now, that seemed to work for you. So just keep yeah, doing so that. just carry on. You know, if you scroll back a bit, I'm sure you'll find our previous episodes. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you'll say quickly because I haven't said it for a while. So we release once a week. At the moment, it is Tuesdays on Patreon and Wednesdays everywhere else. And we do that for the entirety of the book, so you keep some good pace with the storytelling. And then we have a slightly longer break because it's only us, and you know we've got to read the fucking books. <laughs> and then we got to write the notes for the fucking book. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. Some of us are slow readers. So we either, because we used to upload every two weeks, but then we felt you lost pace with the um, story a little bit, having a two week gap. So th- we decided to do it this way. And uh, well, it works for us. So that, that that's the situation. If we, if you notice there are gaps. Look up on Classical. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, if you want to do some that. some cool stuff over there. Yeah, and you can see... Well, you won't see us. You can hear us next week with Amy's Valley of Humiliation. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. <coughs> Try not to... Uh... For fuck's sake. Bye. <laughs>